Hello there, you wonderful listeners. His name is Aaron, and he has a poster of Uncharted 2 above his bed. And he's Tommy, and he's a Libra who likes to take long walks on the beach. Oh, mine was true, just like yours. And this is the Super Pod Saga. Confetti, air horns, everything. Yeah. Episode 16. This is the 16th episode of this. That's eight times two. My God, soon we'll have, we'll have more episodes than Law and Order. Any, <laughs> any Law and Order. Any day now. <laughs> Yeah, anyway. <laughs> that's that's our main competition is Law and Order. I don't know if <laughs> listeners know that, but it is. Which one is Ice T on? Is he on NCIS SV- or Law and Order? SVU? I don't know. All right, we're coming for you, Ice T. He's he's a funny guy on Twitter. He's got some good tweets. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, but we're not here to talk about Ice T, the the actor, rapper, or the drink. We're here to talk about video games. And this week was my pick, and I was kind of not feeling very original so i was like let's talk about our favorite slash best game from every console that we've played if that makes sense like everyone everyone everyone's seen those lists of like top 100 games on each console or whatever but i i thought it'd be special for us to pick one game that is our favorite or that we think is the best because we have different perspectives and and i think that's cool um right right does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, we, we kind of fill in the gaps of uh, of, of each other's, I guess, because I play more RPGs and I don't. Know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to say here, but yeah. No, no, I agree. I, I, um, when we last year December, we made like a list of our top ten games of the year, and we didn't have a single game in common in our top ten. <laughs> <laughs> that tells how different of perspectives we have. Um. So yeah, I guess I'll start off. I made a list going back like chronologically, uh, like earliest consoles that I owned, and I'm I'm gonna try and emphasize consoles that I owned and had like a big experience over. But if if we need to or if we want to, I can talk about like consoles I had less of less experience with. But that's fine. That, that's what I that's what I prioritized was consoles I I owned and, yeah. and played games and stuff. So yeah, I should be fine. Yeah. So my first pick is the original Nintendo. That was the first console that my parents owned. And I don't remember most of the games that we had, but I mean, I have to say the best slash the one I played the most was Super Mario Brothers. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, it's, it's tough to talk about Super Mario Brothers because everyone's played it in the world and like... It's it's tougher to talk about the original because it's just so old at this point. It's like coming up on forty years old, which is insane. Holy cow! And, and that is, it's tough. It's tough to like give perspective on that. I had some coworkers who were teenagers, and they sent like a, a meme that was like, "Old people today thought these graphics were good, and it was GoldenEye 007. And I was like. I thought graphics before that were good. <laughs> like I, I sent a picture of it, and it's it's tough to look at the original Super Mario Bros. and be like, "This was fun. This was the best." Sometimes you know, nowadays, whenever I try to go back and play some other NES games, it, it's kind of hard for me anyway to get into them. I, like me too. I'm me sure too. for other people who actually grew up with those, it's it's probably super easy, but I I just cannot do it. 
I think the thing that I the biggest memory I have for Super Mario Bros is learning about the warp room because playing it as a kid like you might accidentally discover that on your own but for the most part it's go from left to right through the four levels in the eight worlds stomping enemies and hearing that like in world one two if you stomp through the ceiling run across and jump over everything you'll find a warp room that lets you skip to a different world in my head i'm like that's not real there's no way that's real that's totally fake and then it exists and just that they thought to put that kind of secret in a video game back then i think was something really special that is really cool i wish i could say the same about my pick damn it well what's your pick is it pong old man <laughs> oh shit we're the same age i'm pretty sure but, <laughs> we are <laughs> uh, <laughs> so my pick was tetris and uh this one we played a good bunch of because my when my mom first met my stepdad he had tetris and super mario bros 3 and we played a, a lot of tetris because i sucked at super mario bros 3 mm-hmm. and i still stuck to tetris back then but then uh um back in my old job it was just it was just so so unbelievably slow and this was back in the days where you had to work in the office you didn't have the option of working at home um and there was this this javaware based uh nes platformer like the one that i I sent you the other day and Uh i would just play stupid amounts of tetris at work and me and a bunch of other co-workers would try to get the, the highest top score at the end of the day and yeah, I've, Tetris I've, is just fun. I've said it before, I'll say it again. I think Tetris is the most perfect video game. Um, I have a question for you. Do you do you have thoughts on Super Mario Brothers 3? Because neither of us picked that, and I know that's like the the typical pick for best NES game. Yeah, I, I enjoy Super Mario Bros. 3 quite a bit. I've played through the first two worlds. Not like uh, quite a bit. I've never played beyond that because I always get mad and quit. Yeah, but, I've, yeah it's, it's a pretty good I've game. I barely played it. I played a, a ton of Super Mario Bros, Super Mario World, like a bunch of other ones, but I barely played Super Mario 3. And when I play it, I don't get why everyone likes it so much. But again, I'm playing it as an adult. I never played it back then. I'm sure back then going from original Super Mario Brothers to Super Mario Bros 3 was quite a leap. I can kind of see where the appeal is, though, because all the different little pickups you can get, whether it's the leaf or the fireball, or like, there's a lot that was different between that and, like, I never played a lot of the second Super Mario Bros., but I can see why it might be the next best thing in Super Mario Bros. on the NES, or even I, I even remember putting up a poll in this one Facebook group I'm in of, like, the, like, what's your favorite 2D Super Mario game? And a lot of people, more people actually voted for super mario bros 3 than they did super mario world which was oh ooh. i would say i mean i yeah, yeah I'd, I'd say that it's i could see that i i definitely prefer super mario world but that's for a different <laughs> console did you i didn't <laughs> i never owned a super nintendo growing up did you have one or have a, a pick for for that console i had a pick for the for the console but i never like I never owned it. Okay, so like, like the actual so game on listeners, the SNES. Listeners, yeah. we are not experts on this, so don't judge us for our picks. <laughs> but my pick kind of counted because I bought it on the Virtual Console on the 3DS. That, that, that still counts, that right? That counts. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So, so Earthbound. I mean, oh, I, yeah. before I had a 3DS, I emulated the shit out of it, and uh, yeah, I have it on the 3DS now. It's on the Switch now too. In the Wii U, I suppose, as well. And I've just played it a billion times. And it's just too fun to not play again and again and again. 
that's like I consider Earthbound the perfect Aaron game. Like if someone were to ask me what games is Aaron like, I just shove Earthbound in their face. You'd be right. Yeah, just stuff it into an egg carton and stuff it down their throat. Earthbound, mm-hmm. bitch. Yeah, and then they'll be choking. They'll be like, "Oh, I get it. Okay, he likes these." It's so quirky. <laughs> <laughs> the writing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Mr. Saturn's Zoom. I, my pick this is a, this is probably the uh, i swear i have different picks going forward but my pick is super mario world <laughs> <laughs> i i had it i mean again i had it on the the game boy advance but that should count or the game boy color or something yeah it's the same and, game. and again it was just a it had all these secrets in it like uh i don't know if you remember but there were a couple of sections in the game where you would hit a block and it would just like snake up and away and I was like, whoa, that's weird. I don't understand what that is. And then again, later I heard or read somewhere that the snake blocks move with the direction you go. So you're supposed to make them go into a staircase to go and find a hidden thing. And oh. my tiny brain was like, there's hidden things in the sky. And I hit this block to make a staircase. This is so cool. And there was the the map had like secret exits to maps or uh, levels. So you could go on different paths through the map. That was super cool. I I I think just talking about it right now, I think it's gonna it would be tough to say any game like iterates on itself and improves itself better than the Mario series. That's true because they it's wild that it's such an old series, but it's it, with every new game, they they keep I don't know how they do it, how they formulate this shit, but they keep making it better and better and better and better with with Odyssey. I mean, they've all gotten damn near perfect review scores, but yeah. Odyssey, people were just like, 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 hell yeah, you know, Super Mario Odyssey president, it's perfect. They just, they just don't miss. Odyssey, like, specifically, like, you hear, like, okay, we're putting a big focus on Mario's hat in this one. You're going to be able to use his hat in so many freaking ways, it's going to blow your mind. And just hearing that, you're like, oh, uh, okay. And then you play it, and it just feels like butter. It really does. And the, and it's, it's so weird to think that hey, you know, it's it's just Mario and he's just jumping and he's just hitting blocks, but like it's it's always it's always good. Super it's always, Mario Galaxy. You, we're gonna put him in space. We're we're putting true. him in space. There's planets and gravity. You're gonna love it. And I love hey, this what? Sunshine, sunshine. There's a fucking water uh, water pack on your back. You can jump. You, you can basically triple jump if you bounce off a wall. Sunshine. Yeah, that's incredible. But uh, yeah, super. Mario World, very good Super Nintendo game, but I, I didn't have a Super Nintendo, so that's uh, that's all I can say about that. I want you to just say Nintendo sixty four pick or first because mine's gonna be the hottest pick of this whole list. Okay, um, so I I, I didn't ever actually own an N sixty four. I played a good bunch of my cousins, multiple cousins N sixty fours because I was a PlayStation guy, mm-hmm. but I had Star Fox sixty four. Mm. Because now, I mean, I, I have the remade version on the 3DS. Love it. It's on the Switch now, also on the N64. Love it. I just, I played through that game a bajillion times, and it's always wow. fun. This, see, this is one of those examples, because I have only played Star Fox once, and it was on the Super NES Classic. And I oh. played, like, the first level, and was like, I get it. And then I stopped. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, should I have said Super Punch-Out? No, we'll stick with Super Mario World. Um, 
Yeah, I I got an N64 after I had a GameCube. We got one used, and it came with a bunch of games. I don't nice. remember where we got that from. But the game that I played most, and I think was my favorite on Nintendo 64, was Cruisin' USA. Oh, that's a good one. I, I actually that. That I one. beat that game. That was the only Nintendo 64 game I probably beat. And uh, I, had the, I had the racing wheel with it and the foot pedals. So I was actually racing. And it was just it was a lot of fun. It's a fun racing game with lots of action and crazy speed and stuff. And it, it had a map in the Midwest. So there was lots of corn. And I was like, that's me. That's, <laughs> yeah, we're corn. I'm that corn. And Are other... We? Sorry, go on. Oh, you can go ahead. I'll, I'll add mine later. Um, other Nintendo 64 games just didn't click with me. Like, I, I had Super Mario 64, and I know we just talked about how great the Mario games were, but it just didn't click with me with the controls and the, the instead of it being level-based and world-based, like, just trying to navigate and get a star on the same level over and over again, it just didn't click with me. And I had Turok, which scared the crap out of me. I couldn't play any of the Turoks. I think that was... <laughs> Oh, there was uh, Ocarina of Time, which I didn't like. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. Yeah. Cruising USA, baby. <laughs> I vaguely remember that game. The, I think it was either the theme song or one of the songs while you're racing. It's just like, cruising or something like that. I honestly don't remember, remember the music, but it could be. I just remember the the screeching tires and the turning and, and the fun times I had with my Nintendo 64 playing Cruising USA. I love the thought of, <laughs> I'm probably exaggerating, but I love the thought of just like six year old Tommy in this little like no, little racing wheel, little was, pedals, just <laughs> no, no. I was in my pre-teens because it was after the GameCube, so I was no, even better. Um, I had a PlayStation One though, and we were a Crash Bandicoot family. We had all the Crash Bandicoots, and so my my pick for best PlayStation One game is Crash Bandicoot Three Warped. Nice, is, that's a good one. Yeah, it's the that's... best of the Crash Bandicoot series by far. Like, yeah, that's the one I played the most too. Like the the first, it, it just goes so many fun places. Like, uh, just looking back to the first one, where it's like you just go island to island, and everything's basically island or um, science factory themed, and then Crash Bandicoot Warped is like you're going through time and and you're going to be in the Arabia or uh, Arab countries. You're going to be in the medieval times. You're going to the future. <laughs> so cool. I, that's music that is stuck in my head forever. I can I can hum any song from those levels. I'm trying to think of the theme song. I'm getting it totally wrong. No, no. But I mean, uh, I'm sure it was right. I remember, like, the title screen, too. It was like, Crash Bandicoot. Warped. Yeah. What oh a, man, I, awesome hear it. I hear it in my head. For for my PS1 pick, I mean, I, I would like to say the obvious answer would be my favorite game of all time, Final Fantasy IX. But I'm not going to do that, because I say that for every fucking episode. <laughs> uh, instead, I'm going to say pretty much any Twisted Metal game, but Ooh. but to, to be specific, Twisted Metal 4. Just uh, because it's, it's just so... There was four Twisted Metals on the first PlayStation? Yeah. Holy crap. Well, technically five, because there was also Twisted Metal Small Brawl. But, Small yeah, Brawl. there's four. Uh, and, I mean, other other people I, I, I see have, have hated all over 
like three and four because it's, it's not as good as the first one or something. I'm not 100 percent sure, but uh, but Twisted Metal four, I we me whenever I went down to my dad's uh, every other weekend, he would sometimes if he had to work on the weekend, he'd drop me and my brother off at our cousin's house, and we would just play Twisted Metal like all day. Um, I remember like all the all the Rob Zombie and all the other awesome heavy music on there and you can make your own cards and all the cool characters and oh that's cool i didn't my, know that my cousins were, were I, I wouldn't say they're, they're rich cousins but they had they were they were cool enough to have the multi-tap so we could play four mm. people and it was just awesome it's great it's fun I, time it's uh twisted metal was huge back in the playstation one days it's oh. i'm not sure if there's another series that has been like as big on just one generation because, like you said, there were five games that came out for it, and then, as I think the PlayStation Two just had too many good games, it kind of got left That's... behind. Oh God, yeah, yeah. The PS Two, that one was really hard for me to pick one, but I want to hear what yours is first. The, if, the if same thing. All that is. The same thing happened to Crash Bandicoot. Had tons of games on the PlayStation One, and then from PlayStation Two on, it was just like a wet fart. Huh. I think. No, I wouldn't say the same thing for Final Fantasy. I guess because people liked. 10 and 12. People, people love Final Fantasy 10. I had a, a co-worker at Walmart who didn't even play video games, and he loved Final Fantasy 10, which is wild Hell yeah. to me. That's my best friend right there, man. That's cool. Hell he, yeah. was, he was a cool guy. He was one of the cool ones. Um, okay, so PlayStation 2. Uh, I owned a PlayStation 2. <laughs> I purchased a PlayStation 2 for one game and one game only, so it has Ooh. to be my pick, and it's Rock Band. <laughs> Which I think is a good pick. I Rock that Band. Is a good pick. Rock Band was like huge because you know there was the Guitar Heroes back in the day, which was the guitar, and then Rock Band was like play drums, sing song, you do it all, and it was really fun. I I had the whole setup, and I would play just in my garage, just play songs all day long, and and it had a good time. I, I love. I miss. I miss music genre games so much. God damn it! If I had, no, I should have come over more often in in high school. God. Yeah, All we right. didn't have cars though, and we—it's yeah. Roll I was tough. Um, uh, <laughs> what was I gonna say? Oh, have you seen Rocksmith Plus? I remember Rocksmith, but I have—I've never seen. I've never heard of the Plus. It thing. hasn't. It hasn't come out yet. It's the newest oh. Rocksmith, and it has over five thousand songs, but it's subscription based, and you have to own a oh. real guitar. Oh yeah, because because Rocksmith is the one with the more realistic guitar, yeah, right? Yeah, just the four five frets or whatever. Yeah, which is like super appealing to me if it was like if it had a plastic guitar I would be all over that but I, I don't think I can justify buying a real guitar to play a game. Yeah, it's kind of bogus so you, so you have to buy the game and then and then subscribe to the service Yeah, but then you also have to, have to go out they can, and is it just guitar? Can you get drums too or is it just guitar? Just guitar. Huh. Yeah, interesting. That's dumb. But back in the day, we paid a hundred plus dollars for plastic instruments to rock out. That's true. Because back in that day, you could buy the whole ass bundle, baby. Yeah. You get the microphone, the drums, and two guitars. It it came out in October every year. So every year, I was like, "Birthday, gimme," and I got it. <laughs> I remember when we uh, we first came across. I think it was Rock Band Two on the PlayStation Two. And it was an, it was in a bargain bin, just a game on its own. It was like it was like nine bucks. I was like, "Mom, please!" And back in those days, you could play Guitar Hero one and two with just the controller. So yes. I thought, well, "Shit, I'll play this with the controller too." Fuck it. And then you couldn't play it with the controller. You had to have the guitars. 
all I had was this like I had a USB microphone from something and I was like, well maybe I could maybe I could sing. And show sure enough, I sang the two songs and I was like, I don't want to play this anymore. Oh really? I loved singing. Yep. I, had, I had to make sure no one was around in the garage when I did it though. But yeah, playing with controllers is a nightmare. I'm not sure how it was for Rock Band. For Guitar Hero, it was the triggers and bumpers and then A, I want to say, for the five yep. notes. Oh, You're correct. It was just then, so uncomfortable. It actually wasn't bad once you got used to it, unless you're playing um, unless you're playing Freebird. That's a nightmare. Yeah. Well, my pick for PS2 was Kingdom Hearts 2. That, that's the game that I bought a PS2 for. Basically the same thing as Rock Band. Exactly. Night and day. <laughs> but uh, Kingdom Hearts, I, I picked, uh, there's many obvious reasons why I picked that over the first one or like any other game. But what made me want to really buy that game was because they had, in, in the first game, it was just it was just Disney movie worlds, you know, just Aladdin, Hercules, whatever. But in this one, they had all sorts of other cool shit. Like they had Tron, they had a Tron world. They had an old like Steamboat Mickey world where it's all black and white. Ooh. Um, they had all sorts of cool shit, and then there was, uh, like, initially you ran through each world once, you know, and then you hit a certain point, and you can go through each each world again and get extra different keyblades and other cool stuff, and, oh my gosh, what a great time. That's, that's, that was the first game I ever 100%ed. It was great. I have a, I have a question. Um, yes. Because I'm curious, and not a Kingdom Hearts expert. We've, yeah. we've talked about other games and how they've iterated and improved on themselves. Did kingdom hearts 2 do that or was it more like we got more worlds more characters etc they they did a hell of a lot more on the second game so like so in the second game they introduced these kind of almost quick time events i forget what they were called but oh, at certain points events. you could press triangle to do like a certain i guess context sensitive move depending on like what what you were fighting like certain enemies you press triangle and they're almost dead and you pick them up and throw on them or like certain boss battles it'd be like a god of war style kind of like yeah, almost yeah. qte thing but um and then there was your like drive forms like valor and all this shit like you would change it into different forms to have different abilities and there's a lot that they improved on the second game that made it way better than the first one what if you can think of something off the top of your head what was the worst example of quick time events from that era? Any game from the PS2 and all that? Yeah. Is there anything that Dude. jumps out your mind like this is stupid? Resident Evil 4. Holy shit. That game has too many quick time events. I remember there was this one. Uh, you're running away from a boulder or something. You're running away from something. And it'll be like, tap X, tap X, tap X. Like it. You'd be like tapping X, and I don't know how anybody else does it. I don't use my thumb. I use my like one of my index finger because I tap buttons a lot faster that way. So I'd be using my index finger to like tap a button, and then I'd be like, "Oh wait, hit hit the left or hit left on the control stick," and I'd be like, "Shit, wait, how do I move my hand over there?" And then I'd fail and die. And uh, fuck it. <laughs> when I okay, I got two things to say. One is like I've seen videos on it, and isn't like the flashing A like super intense and in your face? It's like. Bah, 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 bah. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. Um, and when I tap buttons, I have a weird technique. I It's my middle finger hitting the button, but my index finger is also stretched out, and I've got my thumb pressing against my index finger, so I've got oh. three-finger mm -hmm. force going into it. Oh my god, I know exactly what you're talking about. Quote me on that's, that, that Twitter. Basically... I got three-finger force going into it. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be my next, my next quoted 
the Tommy Tommy quote on Twitter on next next to space is cool. <laughs> like they're yeah. going so dumb. Um, my worst example. I know it's like the whole point of the game, but heavy rain got really ridiculous on some of them because it used the motion controls of the PlayStation controller. So mm. it'd be like you're brushing your teeth now. Move the controller left and right, and you're going <laughs> like really fast. And like <laughs> sometimes you wouldn't do it, and if you like Stylist. fail it. If you if you fail it, he just takes the toothbrush out of his mouth and then puts it back, and you have to do it again. And you're like, "This is breaking realism!" Like you wouldn't believe. A toothbrush? Hell yeah. Ah. Oh. Uh, oh, can you still hear me? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, cool. I, I paused my mic for a second. Okay, but yeah. Um, haven't played Heavy Rain, but uh, I feel like I understand what you're talking about. There was there was one kind of like that too in a. In, in Resident Evil 4, not to quote this game yet again, but there's there were quite a few quick time events that you had to fail. But, um, no. Oh, what was it? There was one where you're trying to like hang on to something and you have to tap a button really fast to, to hang on. And... What was it? I don't no, know. no, no, no. So, so at one point in the game, either you or Ashley are hanging off a ledge. And if you tap A fast enough, you'll get back onto the ledge but you're supposed to wait for the other person to come and pick you up. So you're not supposed to be able to pull yourself up. I, I forget something like that. I, um, oh, okay. In, I had something similar in Infamous where at the end you're supposed to make a choice on, there's explosives on two buildings and on the top of one building is your girlfriend and on the top of the other building is a group of people and you have to pick which one you want to say. Silas. Oh, Silas. I thought you were saying Stylus the first time. Oh, and oh, I you can actually like... hear me. Look. I thought I was muted. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, I'm sorry. That's so funny. No. We when did... I was saying quick time events, we you did... said stylus, and I was like, okay, yeah, there was some stylus quick time events. I bet. <laughs> sorry. Can Can you hear this baby over the microphone? Not at all. That... Only when you okay, talk, awesome. but it's like super quiet. Okay. Awesome. Wait, we'll, we'll count the silence points. <laughs> um. Uh. What was I saying? What was I saying? Uh, something about explosives on a building? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was explosives on both buildings. You need to pick if you want to save your girlfriend or the people. And I don't remember which choice I made, but I got confused about who was on what building because it was a cutscene. It didn't, like, zoom out to show you. So I was like, I think it's this building. And I went and saved the people. And then it showed that – or then the girlfriend blows up and dies. And I was like, but I didn't know which one oh, I was going to do. I, I thought I was <laughs> – so that was silly. Uh, I just want to say one thing about Heavy Rain because you've never played it before. And that was one of my favorite games when I first played it. And that was one of the first games where I read people's thoughts on the internet. And I was like, oh, is this actually a bad game? Because one of the first cutscenes in the game is like the main character blacks out and he wakes up. He unblacks out in the middle of the street and he looks down at his hand. He's got an origami shape in his hand. And... And uh, in all the victims, they have origami shapes, too. So you're like, oh, it's probably him. It's not him, and it was never him. And that never gets explained, his blackouts or why he woke up with an origami thing in his hand. It was just there to to lead you in the wrong direction. Yeah, I remember, I remember reading a little bit about it. There was uh, there's quite a few lists that I'll look Lots up. Lots of like, plot holes. Yeah, yeah bottles and stuff like that also the baby's on my lap did you hear him giggling like a second ago i did but that's okay it's, he's our co-host 
Okay, yep, here, here is Silas. He's here. Has he played games uh, yet, or is he still too tiny? He, he just grabs a controller and just smashes away. That counts. <laughs> so he's a smash player. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yep. Or uh, or Mortal Kombat, just X, 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 and he just punches a bunch. That's that's literally... He could probably beat me in a, in a Mortal Kombat game or any fighting game. Um, nice. I think to, to rope us back in... Uh, adjacent to the PlayStation 2 was the GameCube. And oh, yeah. for me, I, I owned a GameCube. And thinking back on it, I don't remember a lot of games that I like super duper loved. But one of them that stuck out most to me was Paper Mario and the Thousand Year Door. Which I know you haven't played. Which is a nightmare to me. <laughs> it is. I own it. It's in, my, it's in my game room. I can play it, but I just... <laughs> haven't yet <laughs> it's uh it's the most charming wonderful uh, wonderful uh it's just it's just a joy to play there's like i don't know like other rpgs and jrpgs and stuff are just like big grand adventure with horrible evil enemy and it's just nice to go on an adventure in the mario kingdom in an rpg style and you meet so many fun characters and have just a fun time with your friends there's a lady that has one of your one of your companions has large breasts and they make jokes about it. That's a real thing. In a Mario game. Yeah, in a Mario game. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> my uh, I had to think pretty long and hard about my pick too because I, I mean we we both know GameCube is great. Yeah. But uh, if I had to pick one game from the GameCube that I love and I could play over and over and over, it's it's definitely Custom Robo. I don't even know what that yeah, is. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I, I've talked about it so much, but um, okay. So, so the whole thing with Custom Robo is that everybody, everybody settles every conflict by by fighting their robos, basically. And basically, what happens is this little like holographic coliseum will come out of nowhere, and then people will just launch their little robo cubes into there, and the combat basically is just like. You're in this little coliseum, and there's all sorts of little obstacles, like walls and blocks and shit that you can hide in, or not hide in, sorry, hide uh, behind to, to take cover, or to, like, jump over and shoot your enemy or whatever, but the, the coolest part about the whole thing is, like, like the name suggests, you customize your robo, and you can pick different, like, different bodies have different kind of attributes, like, there's the, uh, the big, dumb, heavy, slower ones, but they they can tank more hits. There's the the lighter ones that move faster. They take more damage, obviously. But yeah, they move faster. And uh, there's all sorts of different ones. And there's different guns that have different attributes. Like you can have one that shoots in like a three three way pattern. Oh my god! There's there's one that's shaped like a dragon and shoots like a stream of fire. There's like there's another one. It's shaped like a sword and it shoots out a sword. But like when you shoot out the sword, it stops for a second and then homes in on your enemy. So you can you can fire like five in a row, there'll be like a stack of like five blades just chilling in the air, then they'll home it on your enemy and chase them and stab them and shit. And, oh, it's great. Oh my gosh, what a game. I, I'm looking at a screenshot, and I think if you had to, you know those uh, things that are like, you feed a bunch of people's faces into an AI, and it gives you the average of those people's faces? I feel like if you put <laughs> every GameCube game into that AI, this is what it would spit out. This just looks like a GameCube game. <laughs> And I don't mean that in a negative way. It's just it's just GameCube personified. 
like the, oh, like the bright so colors cool. and the the mm-hmm. skybox and I love it. I lo- GameCube games. I love the way they look. Yeah, it's it's weird too because I uh, um compared compared to like Smash Bros or like the cust- the, the GameCube games really have some of the best looking graphics and resolutions when compared to how the PlayStation Two is. Like some games kind of looked a little shitty, but muddy. Custom Robo, it just yeah, it was muddy, but like Custom Robo had. Like the character animations are kind of stiff and stuff, but once again, like the actual battles, everything's so fluid and just like fast paced and just badass. Was there a big crossover with Chibi Robo? I wish there was not. Missed opportunity. <laughs> that is a big missed opportunity, goddammit. Or uh, with Gundam or something. Yeah, dang. Dang. Um, let's see. I never owned a an Xbox. I don't even have a pick for it, honestly. I've right. barely touched an original Xbox. I kind of had one, like my 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 uh, stepbrother. Whenever I went to my dad's, he had an Xbox, so we played his a good bunch. And for that, I had down Dead or Alive three. Have you ever played any of those games before? Nope. Oh man! So it, it's a fighting game series, pretty much, but um, it kind of plays more like. Tekken, where you can, hmm. uh, there's more freedom of movement basically, and and what was cool at the time was that uh, was that at, at certain points, or I guess yeah, at certain points during the fight you could knock your enemy like you basically interact with the, with the with the environment in some way. Like there was there was a level that was just on a highway and you could accidentally knock your opponent into like some oncoming cars, or oh, like, you could cool. knock them out of a window and they'll like slide down a mountain and just um, there was also like I remember there being a, a snowy level. It's like in a snowy forest or something like that, and your characters would actually like leave tracks in the snow, basically, like, like as if they were actually in the snow. And that was pretty cool. And um, oh my gosh, it was just such an awesome game. I remember when games would first do that, and it was like ridiculous when you'd be like, you leave footsteps in the snow, and you're like, no, that's not possible. Or oh yeah. And they, then there was another level that's just in the forest. And then you could, when uh, during the fight, you could just knock your enemy into a tree and kind of stun them for a second and just beat the shit out of them against that tree. And then there was a drunk old guy who was just constantly, like, like moving back and forth because he was drunk as a skunk. Oh, my gosh. I know. Um, okay. For those who don't know, Aaron actually hates Uncharted 2. But <laughs> for me, when you would walk through a doorway and you would put his hand up to, like, I don't know. People don't walk through doorways like that. But just seeing him do that as he goes through a doorway or like put his hand against a wall to brace himself. I was like, oh, this is so cool. <laughs> that does sound kind of cool. <laughs> just those small features. I, I love things like that. Those blow my mind more than like the 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 sphere thing in Final Fantasy X. <laughs> Oh, like the sphere grid yeah the sphere grid you're like you have infinite possibilities for customizing your characters and i'm like look nathan drake touches the wall <laughs> <laughs> that's true oh man yeah i'm like oh my gosh they leave tracks in the snow and you can hit somebody up against a tree <laughs> it's, cool. Then there's, it's uh, so cool and then there's the last of us and it's like hey this game came out on three different playstation consoles yippee you pay when... 70 bucks for this one the the Ubisoft Division trailer when they walked when they took cover behind a car and as they walked past it they closed the car door 
everyone was like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> they, do, they do that in Grand Theft Auto as well. In, like, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, man. Come on. Not the bad. I hate... Sorry, everybody, for bashing on that game, but holy cow, 70 bucks. For, for which one? For, for The Last of Us. Oh, yeah, the remake. Yeah, that's that's yeah. a tough sell. Like, they, they released a whole bunch of videos being like, here's how we improved the game and, like, more than just graphically. And still, like, I just, it's a, t- I don't know. I don't you like $70 games. I'm sure, it, I'm sure you can grab it for pretty cheap. I'm, I'm pretty sure on eBay you could get a copy on the PS4 for 20 bucks if you already have a PS4. Or the original PS3. By the way, um, that's true. Man, no, I'll I'll send this to you afterwards. It's it's less video game related. Um, That's fine. Uh, <laughs> PlayStation Three. I owned a PlayStation Three, and I think the PlayStation Three might be my most played console. Really? Okay. Uh, yeah, that was that was the. I I got it late high school, early college, so I had like a bunch. That was my most free time of my life. So I would just download demos and free samples of things and and just buy tons and tons of games for it and my heart wants me to say red dead redemption but my soul wants me to say nino kuni wrath of the white witch so i'm gonna go with nino kuni wrath of the right white witch as my favorite playstation 3 game it um right which earlier this week it came out on Xbox Game Pass, so I've been playing it for the first time since back then, and it just—it's—it's it's, a—it's uh, a game that like I don't even know how to describe. It. Like this is the first game in this series, which I'm sure they're going to make another one someday. But just they hit—they hit it out of the park in so many ways. They've got Studio Ghibli making the cutscenes. They have the Tokyo whatever orchestra making the music. They just went all out in every facet and it just comes together in this incredible world with incredible characters and a fun story that like i don't know how you do that like it it makes me think about octopath traveler and how that's kind of becoming a series but like looking at the first one they nailed the combat and the graphical style but the story was like really lackluster and left a lot to be desired and just Mm -hmm. nino kuni just nailed everything right out of the gate super awesome I, I still need to finish that game. I, I have it on the Switch, the the remastered version, but mm-hmm. I think what I think I got to the point where you're going through those trials. No. No, yeah, I went through those trials or whatever with the different like sliding block puzzles and all that stuff and well, it, it was pretty fun though. I like the little monkey guy. Little monkey's my oh, man. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a monster collector too. And I will say yep. I I never bothered to learn the type advantages and stuff because there's like elemental types and also star chart types or something and it's oh too much gosh, to keep track of. Man. But such I, a good game. I forgot that it came out on there first. Or no. I think it came out did you know that game was also on, on the DS? In Japan. Yeah. Yep. The actual full ass game, not just like a, a smaller version. Which doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I think it came out on that first, didn't it? Yep. And then the yep. PS3? Okay, that's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I never... I mean, I, I currently own a PS3. Haven't played it. Haven't played a lot of PS3 at all. 
So uh, can I just skip right to the yeah, Xbox 360? Have you yep. played a lot of the Xbox 360 or no? I, I played a lot of my college roommate's Xbox 360, so I do have... Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, my pick for that, I the, the one game that I played just an absolute shit ton on the 360 was one that I included in a lot of episodes, but I'm going to bring it up again because more people need to love it and play it, and that's Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed. God damn it. This this isn't, like, I have my college roommate that I mentioned. He loves that game. He says it's his best, his favorite kart racer, so it's... So good. I just want you to know that you're not alone in thinking this. There was, there's uh, one, of our, one, of our, one of our followers, uh, I'm going to shout him out. Craig Holland, I think is his name. He, he also, I put something about that on Twitter one time. He loved it as well. Hell yeah. The, the game, buy it. It's only it's only twenty bucks. It's backwards compatible on Xbox One. Buy it, <laughs> you son of a bitch. What what makes it what <laughs> makes you, it so special? What what's cool about it is just that it, it did the the whole transforming vehicles thing before Mario Kart Eight. Or I guess I shouldn't say that because I don't know if it came out before Mario Kart. No, it did. It did. It had to yeah. have because it was yeah. on three hundred and sixty. Obviously, duh. But um, you're so stupid. So did the whole. I know. I yeah, goddamn. <laughs> just kidding. But uh. No, so so I did a little transforming vehicles thing before that. But what was also really really cool is that um, obviously there there's all sorts of different Sega characters, all sorts of different Sega themed tracks. Like obviously if you're Sonic, there's um, one based on like Super Monkey Ball, Samba de Amigo, and all that stuff. And uh, I mean it's probably not all that great for people that don't really know Sega, but I've kind of followed it a little bit. And I'm like like hell yeah, like I'm gonna I'm gonna main Amigo, and yeah, there's different little. Sega characters you can be like it's not just Mario stuff like like Mario Kart or like mm-hmm. like Diddy Kong it's, it's like all sorts of different little wacky characters like you, you can have Sonic you, know, you can drive as Sonic or Danica Patrick if you <laughs> wanted to <laughs> everyone's favorite Sega character and then there was also uh, there's also Ryu from um, or no no he was in the first game in a forklift that's right but. Yeah, he was just what was so great about it is that he was just so slick. Like it just played so well. There was no clunk to it. Like you just drifting was just buttery smooth. Like it wasn't like you hop first and then drift or anything like that or 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 like need for speed where you have to slam on the brake like feather the brakes and then feather the gas and all this stupid shit. Like you just you just drive and you hold down the right trigger and boom, you're drifting, baby. That's it. That's all there is to it. And uh and also the fact that you could you could mod your vehicles so like so your stats weren't determined by necessarily like your character and like their weight or any of the parts in your car. Each character had just like their one car, but you could select different mods to it, like speed, acceleration, balance, and stuff like that. Just, what um, were the what were the power ups? Were they like just similar to? Mario Kart power-ups, but different skinned, or did they have like unique ones? Yeah, there were there were some that were basically rip-offs of Mario Kart. Like instead of having the green shells, they had just a boxing glove that bounced around. And instead of the red shell, they had a the homing rocket. <laughs> but there was oh man, what what was there? There was oh I have to look it up. I totally forget. But there was oh what was there? I don't know. I can't think of any off the top of my head, but there were a few that that were not done in like Mario Kart, um, Double Dash, or whatever the one was around that time. It's it's really interesting to me that like I, which 
would you agree that like Mario out of all the kart racers, Mario Kart is kind of the most basic? That's that's true. Like, like pretty much it's it's like the uh, almost the, the I'd say like the Forza of, of kart racers. Yeah, like I'm thinking to crash team racing which is my most played game and it had a mechanic where there was a wump of fruit on the track and if you collected 10 the power-ups you picked up would become like supercharged or like stronger so instead of one rocket you would get three or instead of a short invincibility bubble it would be longer and that's just like a neat mechanic and it just kind of feels like i mean mario kart's fun don't get me wrong i'm not saying mario kart is bad or anything but it just seems like they don't really iterate as much as the other ones. And that's interesting to me. Except for double, true, think... double Double Dash obviously had some big mechanical changes. That's that's true though. I think I think like maybe the one thing that eight does that other Mario Karts do are, are just where your vehicle transforms, you know, you go underwater or you go on those like zero gravity and... little areas where you're racing on the ceiling and stuff like that, but that never did uh, anything for me, the anti-gravity sections, because I'm too focused on the track and the enemies around me that I didn't even feel like I was upside down or doing loop-de-loops or anything. It just felt like a different... It felt like my tires were suddenly just hovering, and and I I, I don't know. It, it didn't it didn't do... didn't change anything for me, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. You might as well have just played Double Dash. Yeah, Double Dash. Um, Double Dash. And then... But- the Nintendo Wii. <laughs> yeah, that. I, oh I no, didn't... I didn't. I didn't say my Xbox 360 pick. Oh yeah, pick one. How how dare you try and just shove me aside? <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, my roommate in college had an Xbox 360, so I played a ton of games on that. We had like a set Xbox 360 hours where we would take our turns playing. <laughs> and the game that he introduced me to that stuck with me the most is Mass Effect 2, the second Mass Effect game. It, That's a good one. Uh, yeah, it's... it's uh, I've played it recently, again, with the remaster that came out, and I kind of see the behind-the-scenes mechanics, the strings that are being pulled to make things happen. But I'm not sure why, but back then I didn't see those strings or the smoke and mirrors and things. And it just felt like this weirdly nonlinear universe that you could just explore and do whatever you want in. Like, there wasn't really a difference between main storyline and side stories. It was just a big universe to explore and do things in. And that was really, really incredible back then in the the late 2000s. But, yeah, playing it now, I don't know why, but I just see, like, oh, this is the main mission. I'm, I'm going to want to not do that until I go and do these things. And I have to do these missions to build my people up. And it's it's way less fun. But when I first played it, it was just such an incredible universe to explore and, and go around with my gang of friends. Your posse of alien friends. Yeah, and trying to get Viara to fall back in love with me. <laughs> I... No, uh, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, two, okay. Yeah, two... I think I probably played the most out of the out of yep. the first three because I'm not counting Andromeda, but uh, yeah, two. I think that one was where they romanced Tali, and then wasn't that the one where you get like blown up at the very beginning and you get put yep. back together by Cerberus or whatever? Yep. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Oh man, that's that's just such a even even that's like such a great conflict of interest right from the beginning, because uh, 
um, for those that don't know, Cerberus is essentially just like space racist. They they only want humanity to come out on top, and they don't care about anyone else. And then at the start of Mass Effect Two, they save you and bring you back to life, and like give you a ship and everything, and a, an outfit that says Cerberus right on the front. And so you go meet your old gang, and you're like, "I'm not racist. I promise you, I'm not racist." <laughs> and then they, they then they put Seth Green as your pilot for your ship, and he does great. He does great. You you can't <laughs> even tell that he's Seth Green because he does. He just like gets into that role. He's not like a comical character by any. Like he says funny lines, but he's not how you imagine Seth Green to be. <laughs> what a great game! Did you ever play any of the? Uh, the multiplayer on Mass Effect 3? No, I've never played any Mass Effect multiplayer, but I've heard that it's surprisingly good. It was, minus the whole loot box bullshit, it was surprisingly fun. Just basically horde mode, but uh, but you have all your, like, your, what are they called? Are they bionic powers or psionic? Or um, what they're called? Oh, gosh. Yeah, bionic. No. Biotic. Oh, this is Bionics. biotic with the T. Yes, there we yep. go. Yep. Uh, you didn't you didn't play as your like you didn't play as your shepherd you played as different uh, templates of, of characters who had their own different abilities and stuff like that like I think the one I played was like a, a Vorcha Sentinel or, oh my god I'm not gonna get that wow yeah <laughs> um oh, now we can move to the Nintendo Wii what's your what's your pick for the Nintendo Wii I I didn't Wii. play a whole lot of it honestly I mean if anything I'd say Wii Sports. Because that's, that's the only oh, one I've played a That is lot a good of. pick. <laughs> that's a very good pick. Dang it. That's probably better <laughs> than my pick. <laughs> Please tell me your pick. <laughs> I had a Nintendo Wii and had a ton of games for it. And again, mm -hmm. just like thinking back, nothing like, I don't know, nothing really jumps out at me like, oh, that was a perfect game that I loved thoroughly. But one that I loved a lot was Mario Strikers Charged and uh Ooh, the, okay. the mario soccer game a lot of people swear by the gamecube one but i've never played the gamecube one i like i like the wii one a lot it's just like soccer but chaos just so much chaos and and it's so fun to play and i think the best part is it's challenging that's something that hasn't really i i played like a little bit of the switch when i paid a full 60 dollars for it and i don't play it but it just doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like challenging i don't know like me and a friend would play the story mode the campaign mode and we only beat the final boss twice even though we played like hundreds of hours of that game because it's so difficult and it was it was just fun to actually have to strategize and to uh to plan blocks and to plan positioning like we were it was like oh, a yeah. it was like pacific rim where you need the two people to have their minds linked it was like our minds were linked where we just like say one word and or we could just see what each other was doing and uh that's cool every time we would score a goal we would just hold our fists out and just do a quick fist bump and when i played the new one with switch i played with my wife and we scored a goal and i instinctively held my fist out and she didn't do anything and i was like can can you fist bump me real quick <laughs> <laughs> that aside uh speaking of chaos is it time for an ad break yes yes it is okay well tommy what's your favorite energy drink uh, it's a mix between Bang and the Mountain Dew one. The Kickstart or no, not Kickstart. The one with the polygonic lion on it. Oh, okay, I know what you're talking about. Well, I want you to forget all about that. I want Gone. you to forget all about those drinks Gone. and any other energy drink you've ever had in your entire life because they're nothing. Introducing 
rage. It's the ultimate energy drink. It's unbridled, unabashed, unchained, uncalled for chaos in a 32 ounce can. Using a special blend of ginseng, taurine, vitamin C, B, D, B12, and vitamin R. That, that, that's right, vitamin R. Darves for rage. Every single sip is going to nudge you closer to feeling like you need to put everyone around you in a headlock. Rage comes in six violent flavors. There's strawberry kiwi scissor kick, waterboard watermelon, blackberry backbreaker, orange mango manslaughter, coconut curb stomp, and public execution peach. Warning, rage is not intended for children or women who are nursing or pregnant unless you want them to become unstoppable <laughs> engines of destruction. Get yourself a can of rage today, but make sure you have an alibi and a damn good lawyer. Rage. All of the energy drinks are as harmless as a beached seahorse. That is a great That's name for an energy drink. I almost want to see it's, if it's real. I hope it's not. Copyright, Rage, copyright, copyright. Liquid Energy. Fuck. Oh, yep. It's a red and white can. It's been discontinued, though. Oh, thank God. Okay. I won't see them in court. Oh, Look at Rage Inferno. It's in the the bottles in the shape of a fire extinguisher. No shit. What's it called? Rage Liquid Energy. Rage Inferno. Rage Ca Inferno. Caffeine strength extreme. Oh my gosh! I need to see this. Holy crap! Yeah, it is. <laughs> That's a lot of caffeine. What? It is got a little nozzle on top of the <laughs> yeah. fire extinguisher. I want That's that. That's adorable. <laughs> I bet it's on eBay. Discontinued. Shopping. Here we go. Show, show me that. Whatever. We'll, we'll, we'll find that later. Isn't, isn't it wild how big energy drinks are now? Like, we were we were there through the rise of energy drinks. And I remember as a, as a teen being told that, like, these are going to be illegal soon. Like, <laughs> right. There's no way. Oh, that, yeah. Like, no, that, like, I'm not even exaggerating, listeners. Like, people were like, these are going to be illegal soon. There's no way that the FDA will allow this. And now, I'd say they're more popular than soda. Yeah, I think, I think there's a lot of like healthier alternatives to energy drinks now. Because I remember Monster. Yeah, true. They uh, they've had to redo their their main their main original flavor multiple times because it's just sometimes it's just too potent. But mm -hmm. it's wild. The Red Bull's been around for what more than ten years now. It's been around for like twenty years. I'm pretty sure. Did I ever tell you my story of? Uh... Uh, talking to a girl in college and her telling me about Red Bull advertising. <laughs> such I don't think a, so. Such no. a specific thing. I was <laughs> I was in college and sitting next to a girl, and you know, in college, and we were talking about the advertising. I don't remember why for class, but someone mentioned or they they talked about how at um like the Warped Tour or whatever those places they Man. would fill garbage cans with empty cans of Red Bull. So that people would be like, whoa, I don't know what this Red Bull is, but it sure is popular. There's garbage cans full of it. And in Ugh. my head, I was like, that's that's really smart. That's a clever idea. And the girl next to me like leans over. And she's like, that would be so bad for the environment. I can't believe they do that. And I was like, yeah, totally. I can't believe that. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Instant 360. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of Warp Tour, there was uh, the one Warp Tour I've been to. I think Monster was either a huge sponsor or something. They had, they had this huge Monster Energy booth where you could just 
You just go to it, and they give you a free fucking monster drink whenever you want it. What? A free full can of monster, and they had different flavors and shit. I remember I was like, can I get three? And they were like, yeah, man, here you go. And I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to die. So you could just ask for today. three, and they'd give you three? Yeah. That's insane. Great. That was back in 2012, I think. Something like that. Man, I, I love I love that we're in an era of time right now where everyone is just experimenting with flavors. Like Mountain Dew has like a different flavor every year and they got different kinds. Doc Coca-Cola's got like this tastes like dreams. This one tastes like parties and you're just like, "Okay, I'll give it a shot." <laughs> give me a vanilla Coke, please. I hate Christ. vanilla Coke. Ugh. I don't like vanilla anything. What the fuck? <laughs> vanilla ice cream's fine, but that's not <laughs> It's like, I'm gonna, have to, I'm gonna have to put my my rage aside here. What was your <laughs> next pick? <laughs> um, let's see. So we talked about the PlayStation Two, Xbox Three Sixty. I guess would it be the Switch, the Nintendo Switch? This one, I, the, I, I didn't pick one for, for like modern consoles yet because they're not, for a dumb reason because they're not totally done. Yeah, but I, I, I could pick one for, for Xbox One and, and Switch because I've never owned a PS4. Um, yeah, I can't pick for PS4 or Xbox One either. Um, but yeah, we both own a Switch. And uh, man, am I just like jaded? Like, I, I looked at all my Switch games and I was like, do I like these games? <laughs> oh, what's wrong with me? Uh, but I picked Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. It's... Uh, it's it's technically my first Legend of Zelda game, kind of. I played Links to the Past on the Game Boy, but I I stopped at the Dark World. I touched Ocarina of Time and Wind Waker, but I I've never really played like sat down and played a Zelda until Breath of the Wild. And what a what a wild, fun, big giant game! It's just fun to explore and and do things in it. I guess I don't know. Well, I mean, that, that is absolutely a good pick because there's, I mean, I mean it, it's uh, it was one of those, I shouldn't say rare, but it's one of those, one of the best games where you don't have to follow the main storyline to have fun because yeah. all the side shit is just as fun as the main storyline. Are you, uh, uh, hold on, stop. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> are you, are you one of those people where in open world games, like when you are just exploring on your own, do you enjoy finding things that are just cool looking, but don't actually progress your character, give you any items or anything, but it's just like a cool thing that you found? Or do you have to be like, I need something at the end of this where I'm going to feel fulfilled? I guess I'm a little bit of the first one. Like you could give me like, no, that's hard to say. I guess it depends on the game. Cause like, cause like with breath of the wild, Maybe this this isn't the best comparison because there's no like XP or whatever, but I, I guess to use a different example, say like uh, like Xenoblade Chronicles, every side quest gives you like there's the short suite and they give you XP, uh, but then if there's like no, it's hard to say really. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Yeah. I, I would I guess I would I would like I would like for it to at least give you XP if if it's a game like that. But if it's just like a game that doesn't use XP, I would like something for for my trouble. Yeah, I, I bounce back and forth, too. Like, the last time I played Legend of Zelda, I just, like, jumped into it to explore for 
I don't even know why I did, but like I just found this. I climbed up a mountain and found a little cliff with like a bunch of a bunch of. I found a bunch of flowers around. It was just like a a field with flowers and fruits, and it was a nice view. And that's it. And I was like, oh, that's cool. This was hidden, and I just found it on my own. Or Red Dead Redemption Two did that a lot, where you could just go go around and just find cool vistas. And I was like, this is great. I'm happy. And then playing oh. Elden Ring, it just throws things at you left and right. And I'm like, I don't want any of these things. This isn't making me happy. So, yeah, I guess it just depends on the game, like you said. I was just curious your perspective. Yeah, I guess it, hidden things are pretty cool, though. Like if it's, uh, oh, man, what is it? Um, Leave it to like a Metroidvania, kind of. You go to, like, a hidden spot, and it's just like, here, here's a, here's a heart container, like, yeah, so something. Give me something for finding the secret spot. Yeah. I'd, I'd say my pick for Switch is probably Smash Bros. Ultimate. Like, it's, it's the one that mm. I've put mm-hmm. too many hours into, and I can play until the end of time. Definitely. Yeah, that's that's true. I, I could see that being a game that people could play forever. That's, that's a... Yeah. I, I like... That was my favorite Smash of all the Smashes. That's the one I got into and, like, understood the most like as a kid playing the nintendo 64 when i just hit buttons and mash them or did like pikachu's thunder strike over and over again when i had smash bros melee i think all i ever played was link and my my it's my strategy the entire time i owned the game like my my strategy with like all the time was to just jump into the air down it and he would do his like his plunging attack thing and if they block i'd be like well time to do it again I um, who would you say is your main in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate? Absolutely, Diddy Kong. Ooh. Absolutely, Diddy Kong. What do you enjoy about playing Diddy Kong? I like that. Well, for one thing, it's really true to his character. Like, say in like Donkey Kong Country, instead of doing like uh, like an attack where he jumps on somebody and then kills him or whatever, he like does like a car. Basically, uh, basically he's acrobatic in Smash Bros. Which is what I like is he, he has this sweet like when you when you run out of enemy and hit, do your A attack he does a sweet little cartwheel or like three hit combo and then uh, his little banana peel is just so satisfying to do sweet little combos with like you could just be you just pop it out and hold on to your banana peel and like jump around and then like trick your enemy and just toss it at him and then they slip on the banana peel obviously and then you just try to do a smash attack real quick and just blast them into space oh my gosh. Diddy Kong's just so satisfying. It's just so great. It it reminds me of, at least for me, like Overwatch, where you just kind of try characters until you find one that, that you just connect with and you, like, yeah, you just, like, get that feel down. For me, that was Ike. I don't know what it is about Ike, but I just feel like I'm a better Smash player when I play as Ike. Like, he's just got, I guess, uh, when I knock someone over the side... He's just got so much versatility on what he can do to keep people off the side, and it just feels so powerful. Like, if they try and fly over oh, the yeah. top, uh-uh, up B, and I'm going to catch you. If you try and come into the to grab the side, I've got a move to counter that, too. It's just, it, it, I, I feel like I can counter the best with him. He even has a counter move. Yeah. That's how I feel about Diddy, too. You know, are you trying to, come up, trying to come up over the edge? Nope. Banana peel down, or down smash in the air. Or, like, if you're just trying to use your your upbeat to get back to the stage nope just jump over to him down a plunge him into oblivion 
Yep, yep, yep. My um I guess my last main console is my current Xbox Series X. And uh I I think my pick for that is actually Halo Infinite. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> I know. I know. Um but just I, I would have thought Yakuza. No, Yakuza I played on PC actually. Played... Oh okay. Yeah. Um uh but I still think I would pick Halo Infinite just because it's granted the multiplayer is a mess and and not fun and the updates have been slow. Uh, I don't. I'm not talking about the multiplayer at all. the The actual campaign is it's the breath of the wild of Halo, <laughs> and it's just it does so many interesting things that I think people have just forgotten about or they didn't play, so they don't understand. And it it pushes Halo forward and in like into all these interesting ways because it it works as an open world game. There there are um, uh, forwarding bases or something I don't remember what they're called scattered throughout, and you go there and take them over, and then you can like call in vehicles and other soldiers to go on adventures with you, and you can like equip them with whatever weapons you want. You can just like build a crew and then go on adventures, and it's just fun to go around the world the open world and, and capturing points or finding hidden things or collecting collectibles. And you shouldn't be able to have that kind of fun in a halo game of all things, but they yeah. somehow made it work. And I, it's, it's when I think of games that you can only experience on the three or the series X, it's, it's halo infinite. That's true. Did you also jot down any picks for any uh, handheld consoles? Yes, like yes I did. Yeah, I did. Awesome. I I didn't I didn't really know what to pick for Xbox One because I I guess if there's any one game that I play the most on it, it's probably Smite, mm. which I I guess I, I think it was on the 360. Maybe I'm not sure, but yeah, I'd, I'd probably say Smite. Good old Smite. Good old Smite. I, I appreciate that's, that's it right. from afar. It looks fun. I don't have the time to commit to it. It's yeah, it's definitely pretty tough to learn. But tell me, tell me your handheld picks though already. So uh, Game Boy, um, my grandma had a Game Boy. I actually asked my mom about it yesterday. We went visitor, and I was like, "Have you seen it yet?" Because she passed away years ago, and I want the Game Boy oh. that she had, but no one can find it. <laughs> but oh man, my my pick is Tetris. The Tetris for the Game Boy. We've already talked about Tetris. It's a perfect game, and it's a perfect game for the Game Boy. It is. All right. I kind of included the Game Boy and Game Boy Color because they're maybe I shouldn't have, but uh, I would say any any Pokemon game really. Yep. Yep. That was anyone, my pick for color too. Anyone doesn't matter. You pick one for me. I'll play it. Pokemon Gold was my pick. Yeah. What about Game Boy Advance? Or, or did you have another one you wanted to go to? No, you pick Game Boy Advance first. Oh, man. This this was tough because um, well, I, I played a little bit of the original Superstar Saga on Game Boy Advance, but I played it mostly on the 3DS. But for, for Game Boy Advance, my favorite game is Golden Sun. Definitely. Mm. Absolutely. What, 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 is, what is Golden Sun? So... It's uh just you're... so it's a turn-based RPG, of course. But basically, what really sets it apart is it's almost kind of a creature collector kind of. So you'll go around the map, or you go around the world, or whatever, and in different dungeons and shit like that. And there are occasionally what are called uh, 
what are called Jin. That's D J I N N. Um, but there's there's four main elements to to I guess the world and the Jin. There's earth, fire, water, and wind. And uh, I guess they're categorized as like under, like under the planets like Venus, Mars, Mercury, and what is the wind one? Jupiter, I think. Um, but yeah, each one when you use them in battle, they'll give you different abilities. Like there's one called Granite that gave you a little defensive shield that lowered the amount of damage you take. Um, there was one for there's a fire one that just did like a big old like blazing strike at your enemy, and then um, your the the gin you had equipped to each character dictated what kind of, what kind of class they had. So like if you had just all earth gin on one character, he would be like a knight. I I think is what it was. Oh. Um, and then you could combine different uh, different numbers of of a certain sorry. Combine different numbers of certain elements of gin to make different classes as well. You can make someone like a pirate, so they have a mix of like fire and water moves, I believe, or something like that. But um, what was also cool about it is that you also had different summons, like different, uh, yeah, different summons that you could use in battle depending on what gin you had set. So like, when you use a gin in battle, it'd be set. I'm going into a lot here. Holy shit! But, yeah, <laughs> di- different, different elements of Jin that you had set would dictate like, which summons you could summon in battle because those are your your main dealers of damage right there with the summons um but oh my gosh they have just a great story too because like there's the first game where where it ends you pick up off you pick off pick up off into immediately in the second game but the the second game also being on gba but i i, I played the first one probably the most and it, it yeah it's just really good Sounds good. I um, originally couldn't think of a game, but then you reminded me that I love Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga, and I can't believe I almost forgot about it. I, I can't but yeah, I mean, the, the name sounds pretty familiar, but, but yeah, no, I, I, it's just such, such an awesome game. Yeah, I've already talked about it plenty. It's one of my top five favorite games of all time, so again, it's silly that I almost forgot it, but just a, a wonderful again just being able to explore a mario world but it was like the bean bean kingdom with mario and luigi and they gave them some character which they don't usually have mario and luigi but they had a character and like emotions and stuff that was neat and just the bean bean kingdom was cool they had a great enemy the the combat was fun just a good good old mario adventure oh yeah but the baby's back <laughs> Okay. It was weird to see them give Mario. Well, I guess he's had a turn-based RPG on the Super Nintendo before, but it was cool that they. I don't know. I guess he did another. Yeah, I don't know. Just, Mario RPGs are just so cool. They did something completely different than they did with like with the uh, Super Nintendo one or Paper Mario. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Great. I mean, like two party members, just Mario and Luigi. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool dudes. Um, my DS pick is again another game that I've talked about a ton. Professor Layton and the Curious Village. Love it. Great music, great story, great puzzles, best puzzles in video games. I, I can't say enough good things about Professor Layton and the Curious Village. I can't say enough about Professor Layton in general, really. They're just, they're all super duper fun. I said, uh, fuck the math puzzles, though. He's Can such I a gentleman. For the life of me? I love how, is, how much of a hardcore gentleman he is. Like, that's like his defining feature is like, be kind to everyone. Be a gentleman. And Luke's like, I just want to mess shit up. 
Now be cool, and people <laughs> will be cool to you. Yeah. For the DS, I picked Final Fantasy Tactics A2, or Advance 2. And this one, just because I'm a sucker for strategy RPGs, what's what's cool about it is that there's there's different places. So, so to start things off, basically, you're put in charge of this of this guild of adventurers, and you go on different or different quests, and you know, ground ground up more people for your guild, and level them up, and all that shit. But basically, like, there's different different races of people in in the world of this game, and each race has their own exclusive jobs. Um, and what's cool is that kind of like in, in Final Fantasy IX, they'll learn different skills depending on what equipment they have. So like certain weapons and certain armors will give them certain skills. But the skills are also exclusive to the certain classes as well, too. But what's also super duper cool is that your characters, like you'll start off with, with one certain job for somebody, but they'll be able to, to unlock more jobs the more they progress certain other jobs. So like you'll start off with like, just like a white mage, but then as they master more and more white mage skills, they'll unlock the ability to be a monk. And then if you max out the monk, or I guess not max out, but if you level up the monk a little bit, basically you'll mix and match classes to unlock other classes or jobs, I should say, because they're called jobs in that game. You basically mix and match jobs and unlock more jobs for different characters. There's basically just always something to unlock, and it's just really cool to just be in charge of this massive ass guild that just constantly grows. And there's this cool thing where, like, instead of instead of trudging through the map, go to the next quest or side quest or whatever, you can instead instead just deploy people from your guild to go do that quest for you and it's just it's so fun it's so great mechanics 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 <laughs> oh yeah it's, it's awesome i can't stop playing it <laughs> um to go speaking of mechanics a handheld console that was a bit more mechanical than the ddf the ds the the psp i owned a psp and my pick for my favorite game on the psp is gun a game that not many people remember but it was the western game before red dead redemption it's not related in any way it's totally unrelated but it was an open world western game for originally the gamecube ps2 era but it also came out on psp and i had it on the psp as well as the gamecube and it was just that was my first experience with an open world western game and i was like this is such a fun time era to to explore and to experience and to ride a horse around in and and to be a good guy and stuff and red dead redemption completely overshadowed it and blew it out of the water which is understandable yeah. it was made by rockstar but gun was gun did it first and i really appreciate everything that they did and it was it was, it was fun to play on psp and if this microsoft acquisition of activision blizzard goes through they will own the rights to the gun series and they could make a sequel. So just throwing that out into the world for people to know. <laughs> That's true, man. Maybe they might. Who knows? Yeah, they brought back know. Battletoads. They might bring back uh, yeah, no might bring back gun. I I do own a PSP, but I haven't played enough of it to say what my favorite game is for it, unfortunately. I, I didn't own one back in the day either, but Good, because uh, I was I was hoping you'd be our three D S person. Hell yeah, that's that was my last pick actually. Three yep. D S. Uh, the one that I put absolutely the most time into and that I can replay, or not just replay, play until the day I die is Yokai Watch 3, baby. It's just too Ooh. good. It's 
there's so much to do. I mean, obviously there's a, a shit ton to the story, and then the real meat of the game, like in Pokemon, the real meat of the game is is post story after after you after you beat the story. That's when all the cool shit unlocks. You can do different. Uh, I guess you'd call them well, not necessarily a raid, but you can do different like boss battles and try to find all these other legendary yokai. And, um, it's just it's great. I love yokai watch, especially the third game. That's why I picked it. I'm glad that you loved it because I don't have a picture of the 3DS, even though I owned it. I, oh. I I looked up a top 25 best 3DS game list, and I was like, I haven't played any of these, or I didn't like the game. I did not enjoy my really? time with my 3DS, <laughs> which I know that's is wild. I know, I know it's crazy, but I I don't <laughs> know. None, nothing ever stuck with me. <laughs> that's okay. That's all right. Yeah, that's that's what video games are for. One man's trash is another man's treasure. Are you calling the 3DS trash? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if uh, I would, I would love for people to to comment and tell us what their favorite games on each system are, because as you can see by just me and you, it varies wildly, and, oh, yeah. and that's the best part about video games. So leave a comment on Twitter at Superpod Saga. Send us an email, superpodsaga at gmail .com. Instagram, Superpod Saga. Leave us a five-star review everywhere you can find us. And That's true. They can also leave reviews directly on our website as well, too, because you can, on the new website, I'll, uh, I'm not entirely sure what the link is for it, but yeah, <laughs> on our website, I guess it's on our Twitter, and all. I, I put it on all of our uh, social media shit, but if you go to the website, you can listen to all of our episodes directly from there and leave reviews directly on there and submit a request to be a... Uh, a guest on our show all through the website yeah that'd be it's cool great. I'd, I'd be fine having anyone a guest I, I love hearing people's even if you don't think you're special you are special you have video game experiences that we don't have and i love hearing those hell yeah we'll bring you on and we'll discuss your favorite whatever it is we're talking about at the time yeah um what's what are we gonna what are me and you you and i us what are we gonna talk about next week i think we should it's been a while since we talked about a specific console so it's been since episode one honestly yeah and i think we should talk about the wild ass times of the ps1 how's that sound that sounds great i would love to because i have i have <laughs> things to say awesome there's there's a lot i i need to say about the ps1 because that, that was truly a wacky time oh man i've got so many memories flooding in i gotta write these down we gotta stop recording <laughs> all right look forward to the next time everybody Okay, bye everyone. Bye. Goodbye. Okay,